It's finally here. Big dog ball talk. Yeah. Play in preview, baby. Oh my goodness. Um, it's Matt Icorn, Jordan Flegel, the big dogs. Uh, who, who else could you be wanting to spend your time with any Monday morning, Friday morning, uh, mm -hmm. or really any other time? Uh, you know, if you just want to hear our voices, uh, lull you to sleep, uh, get you through a tough time. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you at all. Uh, I think that we probably <laughs> stop a lot of uh, emotional crises. Uh, crises? I don't know, Jordan. Uh, but really, mm -hmm. uh, we're kind of like first responders in a way. Yeah, that's a heroes. good... Heroes. Yeah, definitely. Unsung heroes. Definitely. Definitely a little bit unsung. Yeah, we we put our, you know, our minds on the line every day. Other people put their mm -hmm. bodies, but it's actually more noble to put your mind on the line uh, than your body. Just yep. uh, So I think hero is a good word for it, for sure. Yeah, and we let people, uh, you know, really get into our, our, our psyche. And yeah. uh, I think that's dangerous for us, really. Uh, we're, we're, we're putting it at a lot of risk there. Yes. Uh, I mean, like, what if someone tries to inception us? I, I, I'm, I'm sure you've tried to inception me before. I wake up with really weird ideas. No. And I'm like, this was not mine. This that's was just Matt. you. No. That's no. just you. Uh, nice try, though. I'm, I'm, I'm way, but way ahead of you. If I was going to inception someone, I would at least make it look cool, like when uh, Lil Wayne did it. <laughs> when was this? Lil Wayne did it. Uh, it's like a, he, in uh, the six foot seven. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 music video he he does it and he's rapping as he's falling slowly back into the the bathtub. No, okay, so. I gotta see this. I can't believe I haven't seen this before. Oh yeah, he's the man. He's he's the uh, goat. Yeah, shout it shout it, my man Gucci. <laughs> um, everybody, as I just said before, uh, yeah, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. But uh, yeah, we're finally here with the playing. The postseason is also, here. Yep. Yeah, we're also going to be getting into our all-NBA selections. Uh, we're going to give you guys all of that today. Uh, and then Wednesday, we're going to have a special episode for you guys. Uh, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, we're going to be breaking down all of our uh, NBA awards picks. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be some that are uh, going to be a little bit controversial. So uh, we'll just wait and see where we get there. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Friday, we'll be doing our full playoff preview before uh, the, the, it all kicks off on uh, Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, but to, to start it off, let's get into the play-in, Jordan. Uh, and let's, let's kick it off in order of when these games are going to be going down. And the, the first game is the whammy. It's the, the big one. Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, obviously, this one, it's uh, the, the Nets were able to kind of get that late surge in the season to get the seven seed, get the home court advantage going into this. Um, I think this is a, a great scenario for uh, for the Nets in general. Uh, obviously, you know, having home court advantage is big. Uh, yep. It's uh, it's it's funny because I mean the winner of this this game will end up getting the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I think that if Brooklyn was looking at this, because before it would have been the Milwaukee Bucks, I think that the you know Brooklyn is definitely going to go hard to try and beat uh this Cavs team so they can play the Celtics rather than you know ending up with the 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 Bucks or the Heat or whoever. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be the Bucks; it would just be uh, the, the the Heat. Um, but I think that this is a, uh, a great situation for the Nets because they've already beaten the Celtics last year in the playoffs, yep. obviously a slightly, uh, better Celtics team. Um, but it, it, I, I think that's, they're not afraid to, you know, get that, uh, that, that seven seed here. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think it works for the Cavs. Same thing. Uh, and, and in all saying this, you know, I'm pretty sure that Brooklyn should be able to take this one home. They should, um, they should. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's no way that the Cavs could. Um, they're just very, very different built teams, which I think everybody knows by this point. Um, obviously, there's going to be the question mark. You know, Evan Mobley is uh, supposedly going to be healthy and back for this game. Yep. Uh, at least the, the the last reports it seems that's going to be uh, indicated. Um, but I haven't heard anything on Jared Allen yet. Um, we'll have to you know keep our, our eyes I'm, peeled I'm, for that I'm one. I'm looking at something here, Matt, that they're saying mm. that he's 
making good progress, but there's still some like pain tolerance issues he's dealing with. So it looks like he probably won't play the Brooklyn yeah. game. But if if they lose, he'll probably play the second play in game. The the, well, the one good, against yeah. the the winner of the other game because that one's obviously a must win. So we'll we'll see how that plays out here. But it's looking like he's, he's probably not going to play in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, it's uh, it's crazy because if he was healthy, you know, I would probably be a little bit more close to a 50-50 if I'm yeah. being honest because I think that the and I mean everybody should know this by now that the Nets have no interior defense. They're nope. a pretty weak team when it comes to playing against uh, you know dominant big man ball, and that's exactly what the Cavs run. Uh, so, I mean, Evan Mobley, I still think, could end up coming in and having like a 30-point performance or something, yep. uh, you know, really, really, really putting his uh, his stamp on the game. Uh, and I'm sure Darius Garland, you know, he'll he'll have a good game. Uh, I mean, but when you're trying to duel Kyrie in a, essentially a, not a playoff game, but the, the, the closest thing you get to it yeah. uh, without it actually being, I think, Kyrie and KD, they, they've been here. They know how to play in these big moments. This Cavs team's young. They, they don't have the experience yet. Uh, I, I think it'll be a close game, but I I, I do think that the Nets uh, the Nets should really have a, a pretty good edge over uh, the Cavs going into this. Yeah, yeah, I I think pretty much everyone's picking Brooklyn for this one. It will be you know the Brooklyn earned home court advantage uh, for the game as well, which I think will help them um, slightly. Uh, it's not like the Nets yeah. have any sort of raucous crowd, but um, I yeah we'll we'll see how it plays out. I'll. I'll give Cleveland the credit. Like they, they've got some veterans in there that know what they're doing. You know, in postseason mm-hmm. play as well. They've got Rondo and Kevin Love off the bench. I could see a scenario where Kevin Love comes in and just lights it up from three. Um, and like, like some of these, some of these recent games that he's been having off the bench, scoring the ball have been incredible. And uh, yeah, you know, he's a pretty proven or at least experienced playoff performer. We'll see how Darius Garland does in his first go at uh, you know postseason play. Because he's had such a breakout year, you know, in the conversation for most improved. Um, yep. A guy like, to, to be honest, when I was looking at all NBA teams, I considered him. I was looking at him a little bit. You know, his his stats are, are almost up there with, you know, the, the best guards that we have in this league. Like, he's had an incredible mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see if, you know, he can go off. And I don't put it out of the realm of possibility that Cleveland could, you know, sneak a win here against Brooklyn. Because they've been so inconsistent, especially their role players. But... Just Katie and Kyrie alone, like we, the way we talk about them in, in in the playoffs, like just in one game, you know, even if only one of them goes off, uh, they're just so hard to deal with because uh, they're yeah, so yeah. they're both so efficient and they demand so much attention when they start going off too, and then you know you expect other guys to get involved and at least knock down some shots. You know, Patty Mills uh, has always shot the ball well in the playoffs or normally does. You've got yeah. Seth Curry coming back from an injury, but. Who I think you know is is set to to go and ready to play. So, uh, like the I I think Brooklyn will win. I, I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that. But uh, you know I think Cleveland has has that uh, you know a puncher's chance. So we'll we'll, we'll see how it sure, plays yeah. out. I'm I'm excited to see. And and you're right. I agree with you. If they had Allen, it would be, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be easier to kind of pick Cleveland as kind of upset watch. Uh, you know, he, he, another guy to lock down the paint. Um, and you know take some pressure off Mobley to to do some other yep. stuff, but. But it'll be exciting to see Mobley, you know, shifting up to that center spot where a lot of people think eventually he'll have to play full time. You know, we'll yep. see if he can be that anchor and that guy who facilitates, you know, in the front court on offense and all the stuff we love, you know, we we love Mobley doing. Like, well, this will be a like right away in these this first game and, and if they lose into the second game too, this 
this will be a, a good way to judge if Evan Mobley really is that rookie of the year because he's going to have a lot, you know, yep. of, of responsibilities in the front court on his shoulders here. And we'll see. We'll see how he handles it. I'm excited. It'll be a good game, though. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping sure. it'll be close. Like I, I can see a possibility of a Brooklyn blowout, but I'm, I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping the the Cavs keep it close. Well, I think the two X factors for you, like the for the X factor for each team, rather. I think that you know it's going to be probably you know I, I I think that the Cavs are the deeper team to be honest. Like I I don't think that you know the bench for uh, the Nets is going to help them, but and I no. think that you know they really are going to need to have uh, you know kind of as you're saying, uh, you know they're going to have to have somebody come in there and uh, you know have a good performance, whether you know it's Patty Mills or uh, you know uh, literally literally anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that they can really. Uh, uh, you know, maybe you get Blake Griffin's old ass in there. Yeah. He doesn't really play for him anymore. Um, uh, and then on the, the flip side, though, I mean, as much as the Cavs have that depth, uh, as you were saying before, you know, with uh, you know Kevin Love possibly, you know, getting a little bit more burn uh, with Jared Allen gone. Uh, and uh, I, I, my biggest thing for the whole game, though, and this is why you know I, I'm not even hesitating to you know say the Nets are probably going to take this one home. Who's going to guard Kevin Durant? Yeah, like uh, Isaac Okoro. I'm sorry, man. Like I'm not that big of a believer in uh, you know his game. Uh, and he's just he's too only, short. Bit, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say he's only about six five. I think maybe six six on a good day. Uh, there's no like Kevin Durant will Matt, be able to Matt, do whatever throw, he wants. Throw throw Chetty Osman on Kevin Durant. He's not going anywhere. He's not doing yeah, a damn true. thing, he's, baby. He should uh, he should know uh, all KD's moves. <laughs> he should know all of his moves from the All Star runs he gets invited to. Um, yeah, the the Turkish wonder. Uh, I mean that that would probably be. I guess a better. I don't know. I don't think there's anybody on that team that can no, that, no, can, no. Uh, that can check KD. Um, and, and even for that point, like I mean, like Garland's a pretty decent defender as well. But that's kind of the tough part. If you're expecting him to guard Kyrie, uh, he most can't of the guard game, Kyrie. He can't guard Kyrie. Oh well, he can't guard him. But yeah. I mean, that's also gonna like that's gonna he's gonna have to decide. Is he gonna let Kyrie yeah. kind of bully him, and then he can focus on trying to you know get by Kyrie, which he could definitely do. Yep. Um, or you know, is he gonna try and go fifty fifty and then kind of diminish uh, you know his offensive game? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know he's putting more focus into the defense, and that's the thing. I, I just think that you know, unless you have a good defensive like perimeter team, yeah, uh, then playing the Nets is going to always be hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and again, you know, with without uh, you know Jared Allen there, that they can really impose their will inside. Yeah, yeah. This 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 Cavs team. As much as I love them, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I am i am feeling very strong. Like I don't know what the 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 opening lines are right now, uh, for the Nets, but like I think that this should be a pretty healthy win for them. Yeah. Uh, I I don't really see them uh them dropping this one. Uh, but you know what? Crazier things have happened. Yep. Uh, the Cavs could come out there and just gobsmack them. Uh, and uh, it, it wouldn't 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 like shock me, shock me, but it would for sure surprised me yeah um but, but yeah i mean it's it's crazy to think you know that the nets are even in the situation i know we've talked about that for pretty much the whole season that, yeah. you know the after they had that crazy drop off post kevin durant's injury um but you know here we are uh them playing you know one game away from getting in that uh, final playoff spot and uh you know we'll we'll, we'll see if they're if the, the nets will get that matchup against the celtics uh you know the yeah. uh See if they, they they can take the uh, the Atlantic Division crown with them while yeah. they get that win. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Boston versus Brooklyn, and then uh. You know we'll 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 talk about you know who we think would win the uh 
the uh, uh, supposed, uh, I guess, in our world, uh, Cavs versus either Hawks and Hornets uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but, and, but, we're gonna but, jump. but before we mm. move on from the Nets, Matt, too, it was interesting to watch yesterday. You know, all, all 30 teams were in action yesterday, the last day of the regular yep. season. It was it, like there was some shenanigans going on uh, at the top of the East uh, for, you know, how the seating final seating was going to play out. Because I think, you know, no matter what these these guys say, uh, the, these different teams like between the Celtics, the Bucks, even the Sixers saying, like, oh, we're not scared of anybody or whatever. I, I think people, you know, very, very clearly teams were... Um, you know, trying to avoid the Nets and trying to get the Bulls, who are you know limping to the playoffs at this yeah. point. And yeah. so you know, you had the Bucks uh, with a game uh, against the Cavs, and they just sat everybody, like absolutely everybody, basically Drew threw the Holiday game away. Got that he he got his uh, 300k bonus yep. or whatever it was. Checked uh, in, followed right away. Two seconds, yeah. Um, and you know, so the Bucks clearly not not wanting to win that one in anticipation of the Celtics winning their game and moving up to second, um, and then they fall down to third and get the Bulls. And it's the Celtics now who'll have to deal with the Nets if they advance. Um, but, you know, that that could have played out differently. The Celtics, uh, you know, they, they were playing the Grizzlies, who had their seed in the West all locked up, so they just sat everybody. Um, and the Celtics, you know, played all their guys, which, you know, uh, I, I don't know if they're trying to send the message, like, uh, you know, we're not scared of Brooklyn, we want them, we'll take the number two seed, no worries. Um, you know, we, we, we want to see these guys, but there's a lot of different kind of stuff going on last night. And so it was interesting yeah. to see how it, how it shook out. Um, because you know, if, if the, 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 the Bucks had just won that game or if the Celtics had lost, um, you know, if, if that had played out slightly differently, the Bucks and the Nets series would be the first round series we get, you know, the rematch. Yeah. But I think, uh, pretty clearly here, you, you saw the Bucks wanting to avoid that rematch uh, or at least push it down the line. Uh, if they could, and so you know, in doing that, they they give up the uh, the the number two seed, which would have you know secured them some home court a little bit longer in the playoffs. So we'll see if that comes back to bite them. But we 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 know we've talked about it before. You mess with the basketball gods, they will mm-hmm. uh, strike strike down you know hellfire on you at some point. So we'll see if the the Bucks can get away with their little uh, little power play there last night. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll be experiencing some sort of a curse they will. Uh, for for years to come. Uh, if that happens, or at least that's, that's how I hope I'll, I'll try and push <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, in the West, uh, this the seven, eight matchup, uh, between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, this one should be, uh, should be interesting. And Jordan, I'm going to just get it out of the way. I think that the Clippers are going to win. Yeah. I think that the Clippers take this one. I think that the, this is the exact, I had actually on my solo episode, uh, I actually mentioned this ahead of time when Paul George came back. I, I don't think that really anybody's going to be able to check him on uh on the Timberwolves. kind of the same thing as uh you know i'm speaking to uh for the nets and Cavs series yeah. uh our series uh, series the the game um I, I think paul george is gonna you know have a a pretty great performance i think you know he's gonna be uh you know getting buckets at will again a really uh, composed and professional player since you know uh not many of those guys that are on the uh the timberwolves have any playoff experience i mean cat had the one series yeah. uh i, I guess the go Rockets very well all those uh, years ago yeah um and then uh i think uh, you know delo has been in the playoffs briefly yeah uh, but same thing didn't didn't do anything really in it um so i i think this is just going to be in when you look at the clippers i've said it all year you know they're not the most exciting team like quite fat frankly they're, they're a pretty boring ass team yeah um but they've got so many professionals and they uh, a lot of experienced veteran guys and this is a game where they're just going to like outclass and outwork and just beat the hell out of these guys. Yeah. Uh I, I really think you know a guy like you know the uh, uh, Marcus Morris, 
uh, Nicholas Batum, all these guys are going to have really, really great games. And I think they're going to, you know, really put the clamps on these young uh, Timberwolves. Uh, but the Timberwolves, you know, they, they've got the X factor of having Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. who's, you know, uh, probably the best player uh, that's going to be on the court uh, on Tuesday. Um, but uh, I, I think Zubaz is going to be big enough to kind of help out, even Isaiah Hartenstein coming off the bench. I think that these yeah. guys are going to be, they're going to have enough size to at least battle uh, with him down low. I know yeah. Pat, you know, he can stretch the floor out, and he's uh, obviously one of the best offensive bigs in the league. Um, but I, I just think that the way that this team matches up, uh, I think the Clippers are, are 100%, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to have a good edge here, and I think could take this one home. And, you know, if they, they can get that uh, that seven seed, I think that's a that's a pretty big boost for them, in yeah. all honesty. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, especially coming into this, uh, you know, People thought they were going to miss the playoff entirely uh, once Paul George went down and they knew Kawhi wasn't coming back at all. Yeah. And again, I I even said this. I said, you know, if the Clippers get that win, they'd be playing the Grizzlies. I'm just saying that's a that's, that's a young team. Yeah. That's a young team. I don't I don't think if I'm a Grizzlies fan, I want to see the Clippers. No. So I'm I'm just saying the the the, the Clippers are gonna probably they're gonna shock the world here. I'm telling people just just wait. You just wait. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I definitely think you know betting on the clippers here would would be a good option like i i they're they're just so much more experienced than minnesota and i like all those little like young uh kind of minnesota role players this year that have had nice little you know cute seasons like you know freaking uh layman and they've got you know vanderbilt and, yeah. and reed and um you know all these uh, and okogi and all these all these guys who have you know Kind of t- taken pretty sizable, you know, steps this year, and and sort of really improved their game, and just overall the teams looked so much more competent than it has in the past. I just don't. You've got to see it first for these guys in the playoffs before you believe that they can, you know, actually replicate their their sort of production. And with the Clippers, sure. you know, all those guys have have been there before. Like last year, they were just in the playoffs, a deep playoff run. Like pretty much all mm-hmm. those guys, even the new guys they brought in, Norman Powell, who's back now. Uh, has yep. loads of playoff experience. Uh, knows exactly NBA what it takes. NBA champion, Norman Powell. NBA champ. Um, and like the Clippers are just chock full of two way guys that you can keep out there on the floor because they play yep. defense and they can hit shots. Uh, and you and know they can run any any. They're pretty much positionless. Yeah. they yeah. can really run small ball. They can run a big ball. They can run ISO. They can run team ball. It doesn't matter. Like they're very like underrated basketball team. Yeah, exactly. And and you know with on the other side for Minnesota, you don't have many of those guys. Your good defenders are not your good offensive players. Cat is not a good. He's he's made big big improvements. He's he's not as yeah. you know horrible as he was early on in his career. But he's <laughs> not a good uh, interior defender still. Like he's mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. is not uh, a guy you want to build a playoff style defense around as your you know your anchor. D- um, uh, D'Angelo Russell is not a good defender, oh and yeah. he's going to struggle keeping any of those ball handlers on the Clippers in check. Like he, they're going to the the Timberwolves are going to struggle hiding him, and even uh, Anthony Edwards, who I think can develop into a really good defender because he's got the physical tools to do it. He, he's not going to be this you know lockdown guy that you're going to depend on in his first ever yeah. you know postseason appearance. So they're three offensive uh, weapons. You're going to need them on the floor, but they are going to hurt your you, you defensively. So you're going to have to go like you know, switch in and out and in and out. Like Finch is going to have a lot of different sort of lineup combinations. He's going to have to try and, and throw out there because 
it's uh, like it the the offense to defense kind of you know ratio that he's going to have to go for. Which you know again to give Minnesota credit, helped them throughout the regular season. They were able to put together a good, a way better defense than anyone thought they could at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna it's not that simple to do that uh, in the playoffs. You you really uh, you, the the guys who can do it on both ends of the floor are, are what really get it done for you. And like, how, how much are you going to play Patrick Beverly? Like, are you really going to count on yep. him to, to hit his shots? You know, I, sometimes but, he makes them, sometimes he makes you look good, but uh, like, uh, you know, he, you know, his defensive efforts always going to be there, but he, you can really be a liability on offense sometimes. And, you know, he's, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's definitely going to go out there and take every fucking shot he can against his, his former team. Game. He's going to, he's going he's he's gonna, to try and go for play. 40. He's gonna hip check Reggie Jackson into the like over the scores team yeah, or he something. Is. He's gonna be going all out. Oh man, it's it's gonna be great. I'm excited just for that aspect of it. But but yeah, like I totally agree. I think the Clippers win this one. I think they're just more experienced. They're deeper. They have more uh, sort of playoff ready performers. Um, yeah. And yeah. you know the the way I see Minnesota winning this one is just if they if they play a better offensive game like simply put like if they just outscore the clippers uh if if yeah. you know paul george struggles to shoot it and the clippers um you know role players are, aren't hitting shots from the outside and you know anthony edwards is, is going off and cat hits like six threes or something like they're just gonna have to outscore them um and i don't know it's gonna be a lot of pressure on a young team uh and you know basically with this group's first ever uh you know playoff per, uh, you know or postseason i should say um mm-hmm. appearance together it's going to be a lot to ask for them to have this, you know, uh, crazy uh, offensive, uh, you know, explosion um, in that game. So if they can do it, they can win. But I, I, I don't put the odds of that uh, being too high. I think the Clippers edge this one out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that it's, you know, people always say, you know, basketball is a game of runs. I think that in this game, that's going to be what happens. The the team that can go off on the first big, you know, like 8-0 run, uh, 10-0 run, 10-2 run, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's going to win them the game. I just think that it's it, it, it's it's a, it's still a close matchup. As much as I keep saying, you know, the Clippers are, are, are my easy pick, Um, you know, I, I don't think that, that, that there's any uh, reason why this shouldn't be a close game regardless yeah. uh very much a clash of styles you know the offense versus the defense um but you know defense wins championships and offense just looks good so yeah. uh we're, we're gonna have to you know monitor that and uh yeah i i i'm not uh i'm not counting out the timberwolves completely uh still still a pretty solid ball club yeah. uh and we'll, we'll we'll talk about them uh a little bit uh later on uh as we uh we, we talk we finally finish up the the western conference but uh let, let's hop into the east uh the 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 9 10 seed game uh the charlotte hornets going to be uh taking on the atlanta hawks uh yep. this one in atlanta um this one's a tough one yeah uh, this one's a really like very similar teams like the young young and possibly when they want to be exciting teams led by you know uh you know future all-star uh well i guess current all-stars uh in trey young's case yeah uh you know and, and the mellow ball for the hornets I, this one I kind of keep going back and forth with because I think regardless Trey Young is going to put up like thirty five points. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, he's yeah. going to have a crazy game. Um, whether that's you know actual like stat padding or if that's him just balling out for the win. Um, but I think I got to go the Hornets. Yeah. I think uh, you know Gordon Hayward back out again uh, yeah. at least for the play in, um, which is you know unfortunate for him. You know apparently the the foot wasn't feeling very good, so he's back in like a, a I think it's an air cast um and so yeah he'll he'll be out and and that would have made it an easy pick if he was healthy and able to play i would have taken that because you know 
the having just like a third go-to guy like that is, yeah. is huge for them. But Big when time. you look at these rosters, like I, I don't know what is really holding the Hornets back. Like they've got a good team. Like they've got a lot of dynamic, like takeover players. I think they're still kind of looking for their identity. I think that's kind of the biggest uh, yeah. thing holding them back. Um, but when you really look at it, um, you know, the second best player on the Hawks is Clint Capella. Yeah. Um, great interior guy. I've said it before. Good rim protector. Um, but what's he going to do to really win this game for you? Um, I don't believe much in any of those other guys on the Hawks. I've went on that rant before, you know, uh, DeAndre Hunter, uh, you know, Kevin Herrera, uh, not don't care. Yeah, you can, you can save him. Keep him at home. I don't. I don't want to see him. Uh, whereas you know, uh, you know, I, I already mentioned Lamelo Ball. Uh, you got Miles Bridges. Um, uh, I mean, of course, my man Mason Plumley. Yeah, uh, you know, Plum he's going to be mixing Plum it sauce. up. Um, and then and then you got like Scary Terry. I yep. think that though having the three of them, like that's like a solid. Like I wouldn't call it you know a big three, but I think with those three, if like you know if you get a good performances out of two of them, yep. I don't think that the 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 Hawks are going to be able to, to rebound from that. I don't. I don't see them even at the home court advantage, and I know that you know the uh, the, the the fortress. Yeah, uh, you know they, they have a place that gets pretty rocking. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not saying that this is a a done deal. I could definitely again see Trey Young put on some kind of an all time classic, put on a clinic. Yeah. Um, but I I think if you're you're looking the teams over, I think that this should be a pretty clear and decisive win for for the Hornets here. But yeah. we're gonna have to see. I think uh, you just gotta see if Borrego's gonna get his guys together. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I think it's gonna be close. Like <clears throat> honestly, for me, it's t- leaning more towards a toss up. Like I think this might be the uh, you know the the highest scoring post game season game of of all time. Like two yeah. two teams that. <laughs> really don't play a lot of defense. I think it'll be like, you know, 134 to 128 or something crazy like that. Like there's just going to be, you know, a lot of shots put up uh, very fast, uh, you know, especially in the case of the Hornets, they like to play fast and we'll see if they can, you know, uh, get out and run. Uh, And I think against the Hawks who have a pretty abysmal defense this year, I I think they'll be able to do that. Um, And I agree. Trey Young's going to go off no matter what, uh, especially because the Hornets don't really have anyone to lock him down. No, um, no. Uh, but yeah, I think the Hornets, I kind of, in a weird way, know what I'm going to get more than uh, out of their guys than I know what, you know, the Hawks sort of supporting cast is going to do. Cause I just don't know, like sometimes Gallinari can go off for near 30 points, uh, like yeah, he did in yeah. yesterday he had 26, um, on nine for 14, six for eight from three. Like sometimes he can have really good offensive games like that, but sometimes when he's not hitting his shot, he can. He just gets so picked on 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 you know when when he's on defense. It's, he looks like the worst player on the floor. It's it's ridiculous. Like he literally cannot move uh, out there. But you know if if he's gonna put up twenty five, uh, you know to twenty eight points, um, you know he's, you're obviously gonna want to keep him out there. And so you know it, it'll depend a lot on him. And yeah, DeAndre Hunter. You know sometimes he has good offensive games. Um, and it's kind of the opposite uh, with him, where you know you, you you know he's gonna compete on defense and you need him out there on the floor, but. Sometimes he just disappears offensively, can't hit shots, and looks kind of lost out there. Um, and there's just so many guys that are just so hit and miss. Like, is is Herter gonna go 0 for 8 and have like four points, yeah, or yeah. is he gonna, uh, you know, perform like he did in Game Seven against the Sixers last year, where you know he he balled out? And um, you know, it's all, all these guys. Even Bogdanovich is a kind of a feast or famine player like that too. Like, just that I can see the Hawks, uh, you know, really catching fire and, and winning this one, but. They're yep. going to need two to three of their, you know, role players to have really good games. And I just don't know how much you can count on that. Um, and, you know, Capella, 
like he the, the, the Hornets have enough guys uh, in their front court to kind of rotate through where Capella's not going to be like their Achilles heel, I don't think. Like they've, they've got Montrez now off the bench, who's not the best uh, defender, especially in the playoffs. But, you know, he can mix things up and, and get in there and get some offensive rebounds sure, and provide yeah, some, yeah. some energy. And, and well, um, it's not like Capella's going to be trying to score. Like, I mean, no, the guy yeah. has eight points. Like Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not the... There's yeah it, yeah it's not like they're going up against Embiid or or any sort of dominant low post guy. Mm, He's just basically mm. a lob threat. Um, yeah. So like and you know for for Charlotte they they've kind of got a similar situation in their kind of role guys like you know Lamelo uh, you know is is probably gonna have a have a good game you know distributing the ball scoring a little bit himself. We've talked about this before too. Like if if the game's close coming down the stretch here, uh, you know if 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 it's close going into the fourth or late in the third or whatever. I, I think Lonzo Ball needs to Lonzo Lamelo Ball needs to uh, really focus on scoring the ball himself if he can slash yeah. when he can because we've we we've said it before he he is an amazing distributor you know one of the best uh, especially when you look at young players in the league um, at getting everyone involved but he can score a little bit himself too um, you know he he's 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 good when he's aggressive looking for his shot keeps the defense on their toes even more like when when he has games where he's clearly just playing it as a passer. It's easier to kind of contain him because you know when when on, on any sort of drive he makes, he's not actually looking to score himself. He's looking to kick it out to someone, um, and I yeah. think he's got to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, you know, if the Hornets are going to have a better chance, uh, but you know the Br- Bridges, we'll see if he can hit his you know his threes when he gets them. You know, guys like PJ Washington, we'll see if they have good games. Um, yeah. And you know they're they they've got a little bit of depth. Uh, the Hornets do. I, I definitely agree. Having Hayward would be a huge plus. That that's probably what would you know if if they had a healthy and sort of clicking Gordon Hayward, I'd I'd probably be really confident uh, or at least more confident in picking the Hornets. Um, but uh, you know it they, they they've got some feast or famine guys too as well. But I just I kind of just trust Terry Rozier a little bit more uh, than those guys yeah. oh, on yeah. you know on the Hawks and uh, to Bridges to kind of play his role and you know Plumlee to be a, a a decent kind of uh, you know rim protector and and, and rebounder and so we'll Plus see Kelly we'll see if, uh, yeah I was gonna say we'll we'll see if Kelly Oubre can can come off the bench and don't count count out uh, it Isaiah Thomas might you know come in he's, he's a pretty good uh, uh, you know, got got a track record of performing well in the playoffs hitting shots yep. so um, and uh, you know if you're gonna throw him out there uh, against anyone. Uh, you know, uh, if he's going to go to work against anyone offensively, he's going to be Trey Young, one of the worst uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> defenders yeah. uh, of point guards in the league. So we'll see. I, I it, it is still a toss up, though, for me, though, because, you know, Atlanta, we, we saw as, uh, you know, not not so much this season, but, you know, last year when they catch fire um, and you've got Trey Young kind of, you know, uh, e- either shooting it himself, you know, hitting a someone in the corner for a three or lobbing it to Capella, like that's a really hard trio to defend. Um, obviously they, they're not going to have John Collins for this game, um, and going forward, which it really, really hurts the, the, the Hawks yeah. chances. But if, if they I, had John Collins, I think I probably would take them. Yes. I'm being honest. Yes, I think that then they would be able to, you know, they could use the, the inside, uh, you know, pick and roll situations with Capella and Collins. And I, yeah. I don't think that the Hornets are a great defensive team anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they can figure out a way to just double team or box them up. Like yeah. it's a, I don't think Trey Young is honestly the hardest guy to like the Hawks in general. I don't think are a hard team to game plan against. That's yeah. my, my other kind of point. Like if you if you can really read the X's and O's of the game, I don't yeah. think that you should have too much trouble. Um, it's just about yeah. you know making sure that your guys come ready. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I just think, like yeah, X's and O's aside, like these the, it's definitely easy to get game plan against the Hawks. And I I I think. 
even we're looking at the other way, like it's kind of easy to game plan against Charlotte sometimes too. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. d- d- depending on how things go, like I just think I do think it's just going to be a very offense offensively focused game, and it's going to turn into a bit of a shootout, and uh, it'll be whoever can score more, whoever whoever kind of random role player can go off more than they normally do. I think that's who's who's going to win it. I I think this is a pretty close to a toss up for me. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I might zag uh, and and probably go with the Hawks here just because they, they do have that home court advantage mm-hmm. and they do have that factor of Trey Young who, you know, I think we got to give him the respect uh, from last year that he's going to raise his game a little bit uh, in the playoffs and, and you know, uh, be that kind of, you know, firecracker that, that we've seen him be. So I'll give it to the Hawks, but I think it'll be a close game. You want to make another fifty dollar bet on it? No way. Uh, we're 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 gonna be that one. That one's coming down to the it wire. Is, it is. It is. Yeah, uh, you got to be sweating. You got to be sweating. Come on, Popovich. Um, uh, and then to uh to to finish this up though, um for the the segment, I mean, uh Cleveland, essentially was our pick. Um, you know, to to get there. Do you see them beating both? Yes. Either or. Yeah. Okay. Because I I, I say, do. I, I think especially if Jared Allen's back, but yeah. even without him, I don't think that uh, the Cavs drop that one. Like they're they're another one of those young teams, but I think again you said like Darius Garland was borderline All NBA, yeah. Um, and then you have you know Mobley. No one's gonna be able to cover him on no. uh, like again another team that's uh, you know they can really exploit down low. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got you know they got the athletes, they got the depth. Um, I I don't see it not being seven Brooklyn and eight uh, Cleveland. I think yeah. that's a that should be pretty safe. It would be exciting. I will say that though, if like we can get one of those upsets, that's why I like the play in. I think yeah. that, like. There is a world and a possibility where Charlotte and Atlanta could fight their way. One of the two could fight their way in there yep. and beat, uh, you know, Cleveland. Uh, what could they beat Brooklyn if there was some kind of an upset? Uh, I really doubt it. Also I think doubt if Kyrie, it. If Kyrie and Kevin Durant lose that first game, I think that we're going to see the like, demon <laughs> mode. They're both yeah. going to average fifty. Like it, it, it'll be insane. Or Kyrie um, might just sit it out because uh, you know that that's who Kyrie is. He'll just uh, and then we'll say, just hey. watch the world burn down. <laughs> It'll be holy fuck. Uh, uh, who, who knows though, man? Uh, Ramadan Kyrie, uh, he'll be uh, he'll, he'll be uh, uh, actually you know, maybe I'm uncultured here. Uh, how long is that going on? I actually don't know. I know it was going on the past few days. Uh, I don't think at least it's too much I don't longer. know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, I know that yeah. it does cut through the playoffs usually. So uh, you know, uh, shout out to everyone who's celebrating uh, Ramadan this yes. season. Uh, Seen a lot uh, of the awesome like uh, recipes and shit on TikTok. All these people making their you know Ramadan food looks incredible. Looks great. You should make some, man. And I should send me send, send me the leftovers. Uh, you know, I'd like you to make your meat, make 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 your meatballs, Matt. True. Yes. I. Uh, if anyone, yeah. I'll, maybe that's we should do that on TikTok. I'll do a. <laughs> I'll do a Matt's meatballs yeah. an instructional video. We should yeah. do that. Um. Yeah. Uh, you gotta get the pork in there, guys. Um. Uh, and, and then to finish up uh, the play-in tournament, we're back to the Western Conference here. Uh. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Greg Popovich's possible last playoff run uh, <laughs> on the line. Uh, versus the New Orleans Pelicans with fifty dollars on the line. Come on! Uh, so you could say it's pretty big stakes both sides. I want a case of beer, man? Yeah, it is. It is huge. <laughs> um, well, you know, th- this is exciting. I'm, I'm glad it's come down to this. We we saw this coming. We're, for... usually, we're good at picking these. We're good at yeah. making them go go real close. Yeah, yeah, we are. And like I I thought, you know, well, just, just imagine if Zion was there the whole year, man. Oh God, they would be like the sixth seed. That they'd be the one seed, man. No, uh, it's yeah, yeah. Like the Pelicans, it's crazy the way they they turned this around, though, because they 
like statistically, what did they start? Like they they were oh, they horrible, were and they it was looking was, like there was, was no, it one and nine, one some, and ten, something crazy like that. Like there was looking like there was no way that, the, no way that they were even going to make the plan. Where you know, uh, looking at them early in the season uh, or or before the season started, I was like, there's no way that they're actually going to miss the play in. That that you know, this is going to be a mm-hmm. close bet no matter what, no matter how badly they do. Uh, and then they you know start out like shit, but then slowly you know they get better, they get Ingram back, they trade for McCollum and. They've been playing pretty decent basketball, so I'm I'm a little worried here. Um, but the the Spurs are plucky, and the Pelicans are bad defensively. So you know we'll we'll see how how that plays out. Um, like Dejounte Murray was was out for the Spurs for a little bit with with uh, he was sick, um, and he's still getting his conditioning back. But signs are you know pointing towards him playing this game, which I think is really yeah. big for them. And uh, you know. For for the Pelicans, they're just gonna have to count on really kind of gangbusters, really really good offensive games from McCollum and, and Ingram, um, and and probably Valanciunas. But you know, I think the Spurs have a, a decent defense that they can rely on. They they can put uh, Pirtle on 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 Valanciunas and kind of maybe neutralize him a little bit. Pirtle's a, a really under defend, uh, underrated uh, post defender, um, and then you know. DeJounte Murray is such a good defensive guard. Like, I think if you throw him on McCollum, I think he's going to have a really tough time. Well, and then, he's long as hell, man. Oh, he's uh, like, longest he, arms. He, he's going to, yeah, he'll he'll be a torture chamber. For sure. And then, you know, you, you, I, you've you got a few other guys they can throw on Ingram. I think Ingram either way is going to go off. I think he's going to have mm-hmm. a really, really good game um, in this one. But if if they can control everyone else around him, if the Spurs can, I can I can see them winning this one. But yeah. at the same time, I, I think the Pelicans, you know, if they're not going to have that much of a handful to deal with. You know, it, it, as a bad defensive team, it's not like you've got another star you're lining up against, uh, you know, yeah. when you're looking at the Spurs. Like, they're just, uh, you know, mostly a bunch of young guys. You know, you got Keldon Johnson and, um, you know, DeJounte Murray who have taken big steps offensively themselves, but they're not, you know, proven offensive super superstars uh, by any means. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of the, the this game and you know the game plan is going to come down to offense versus you know a, a solid defense and we'll we'll see who yeah. comes out on top. I, this one's kind of a toss up for me too. I think if I had to pick, you know, gun to my head, I'd put the Pelicans just because they've got you know if the game's close at the end of the end of the day, they're 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 going to have more shot makers who can get it done for yeah. you. But um, I, I don't know. I I give the Spurs a, a pretty decent chance though. Yeah, I think that the Pelicans have the 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 much higher upside in this game. Yeah. I think they've got overall the more talented team. Uh, you know, you've got again, you've got guys like CJ and Brandon Ingram. I mean, those two are by far like you know. The, or actually, no, no, I, I I shouldn't say that. Deontay Murray is the second best player uh, on on the court. Yeah. Um, but they've got two of the top three, which you know he's always a, a good indicator of where your team. Actually, you know, if you wanted to even go farther, you know, they probably have three of the top uh, four yeah. uh, players that are going to be in the game. Uh, you know whether you want to give that to to Jonas or or, or not. Because uh, you know I, th- I do think he's uh you know he'll he'll be big down the stretch of this because you know he can get buckets down low. Uh, I think that the Spurs you know again with Jakob as you said will be uh you know one of the least favorable matchups for him. Yeah. Uh, but you know if they can get through this game you know then 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 Jonas I think will be a huge X factor for them moving forward. Um. But yeah, I, I the the only thing like uh, like I think it should be a pretty clear Pelicans win. Uh, yeah. but as I said before, I mean, you're playing Greg Popovich. I mean, you're playing the goat. Yeah. He's, there's no way he's not going to be pulling some tricks up his sleeve. You know, <laughs> yeah. he can motivate his guys. 
like I, I, I really think like the way that I look at the Spurs team, because they're so young and the way that they play so unselfishly and everything, they remind me of like a good, uh, like a college basketball team. Yeah. That's what it always reminds me of. All these guys that move the rock, they play hard defense. They've got this really great motivator coach uh, that everybody respects. Uh, that that's what this kind of feels like to me. Yeah. Um. And and, and again, like I could see that uh, that college basketball, the the upsetness, uh, you know, coming in. Yeah. Uh. And uh, it's, I hope it doesn't happen. Uh. For my bankroll's uh, <laughs> sake. Um. But at the other sense of it, I mean, uh, it's it, it would be cool to see the Spurs move forward. You know, it, it's always going to be nice to see the Spurs do well. Yeah. Um. But I I just don't think this is the the time. I don't think it's the the right personnel. I think they're yeah. still you know they're they're missing too many. There's too many holes on that roster. Uh, yeah. As it currently sits. Whereas, you know, I, I think the Pelicans, as much as they aren't the, the most fully prepared team uh, or fully equipped team, uh, I think that they, they should be able to, you know, work it in their favor, take the, the home crowd advantage and, you know, try and do something with it. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to have to put my faith in the, the Pelicans on this one. Uh, and well, also, Matt, you know, Matt, for- the, the, the real question is how many times is Jose Alvarado going to hide out uh, on the mm-hmm, baseline mm-hmm. and sneak up behind DeJounte Murray and steal it? I, I'm setting the over under at like, Four and a half. I think he's he's Four. just gonna do it. Oh yeah, he's gonna do it all game long, man. Bob he's gonna would just like end the game. He'd sub himself <laughs> in or something if he that kept he's happening. Gonna, he's gonna hide on the left side. The right side is gonna climb up into the basket. Yeah. And he's gonna hide. He's gonna lay down on the floor. It's gonna be great. It, he might bring the fire like, escape. Bring the mascot down. The, the the Pelicans have a weird ass mascot. You hide behind him like. Jose Alvarado. Uh, I thought you were gonna grand- say no. You should. You should just get in the mascot oh, costume yeah, and then the <laughs> mascot. Oh, over. who is it? And he takes the mask off. Oh, it's Alvarado. God damn <laughs> grand it. Theft, grand Theft Alvarado is gonna have to, you know, go go crazy, man. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to see playoff Alvarado. Well, and, and the last thing I wanted to say about this, uh, you know, because and again, we'll, we'll we'll be talking about you know the potential uh, next game in just two seconds, but. Um, Zion's stepdad came out and said, you know, uh, he wants to he wants to play, and that he has uh, he's uh, he said I have all expectations that he's supposed to play. I think it's a load of shit. I just wanted to throw that out there, just because I'm sure some anyone, other people saw that as well. Anyone who speaks through like their family or like their camp, uh, you know, is the, their their family voice, just like freaking Uncle Dennis or whatever. Like, oh yeah, 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 the yeah. the info is bad. It's uh, yeah, and, you know, even Anthony Davis's dad, you know, mad about the Celtics thing. Like, it's. Uh, I, I never trust it. I, I that's always a red flag if uh, your yeah. your family's speaking for you. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god, the Zion situation's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, well, uh, with or without Zion, uh, I'm rolling with the Pelicans to uh, to take this one. It sounds like you're uh, you're leaning the same, but yeah, uh, we're, well, I think we're, it'll we're, be we're a not, little closer. But yes, yeah, we're we're definitely not. Uh, you know, we're not counting out the Spurs by any no. means. But uh, if we had to pick one, yeah, we're going with the Pelicans, and then so that would bring up. For us, because I think that we, we were kind of in agreement here, you know, a potential, you know, Pelicans versus Timberwolves matchup. Yeah. Which I think it's interesting. It's going to be a hard, like, it's going to be like a just buckets after buckets after buckets. Yep. No team's going to guard each other. I think still, and this is good, this kills me, but I have, I have integrity. I've got journalistic integrity. I think <laughs> that the Timberwolves beat the, uh, the, 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 the Pelicans. I don't think that the Pelicans are on, again, similar teams, but I think that the Timberwolves have way more upside, a little bit more explosive. Like, I think Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, he, he should be poised to have a big game. Yeah. Uh, and, and see, even Cat, I think, you know, Jonas is a big body, but not necessarily a great defensive big, as we've seen throughout his yeah. career. Um, and, and he's he'll get more buckets than Jonas does. I mean, if if that that doesn't happen, if Jonas outscores Cat, I'll be flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, but I 
I just see, you know, being again, as you said, with like the, the Hawks and Hornets, like it's going to be like 125 to 135. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I think the Timberwolves, again, they, they should, they'll still have the home court advantage. They should be able to take this one home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know though, Matt, like I, I, I would still, I would still, you know, give it to Minnesota as well. I agree with you in general, but I think it might be a close game. Like I think, Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not counting out the Pelicans 100. percent Yeah, like, and I, 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 could very, very easily, you know, as much as I don't think it would happen, I can see the scenario where the Pelicans go in there and win that game. You know, you throw Herb Jones on, uh, you know, uh, whoever you want, you know, on on Minnesota, neutralize them probably because Herb is the man. Um, oh and yeah. Then, uh, again, Smoking I just that Herb I, pack. Like, if if you're just thinking about. At the end of a game, if it's close, which, you know, people people always, you know, when we're looking at the postseason, we talk about, you know, different game plans and, and you know, what's going to happen if this happens, yada, yada, yada. So many games just end up being close because these guys are professionals yeah. and they're, they're very competitive and, you know, quote unquote, bad defensive teams try a little bit harder and, you know, the teams go on runs, you know, however it happens. Postseason games tend, uh, many of them, to be close and you in those situations just want to look at you know who has the better shot making ability and if we're just talking about shot making down the stretch it's it's close but like the pelicans can hang tight uh with minnesota when you have Mm -hmm. ingram with his crazy length and mccullum with with you know his experience at you know getting his own shot um you know in high intensity games like mccullum is actually a pretty decent playoff performer like not the best i think he still kind of drops off um, he said some know, absolute choke jobs uh, he, last he def- year included. Definitely has, but like you, we've seen him, you know, especially in that 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 playoff run when the the Blazers got to the conference finals, you know, in that tough series. Uh, wait, wait, I, I did they play the Spurs? No, they played the Nuggets. Um, who did they play? I'm I think it was the Nuggets. Yeah, that the where where it was a really close game, um, and you know the uh, in a close series with with a lot of close games in it. Like McCollum can hit big shots, and he can you know he can. Uh, get to the mid range and hit shots. He can hit, hit hit shots from three. He can get to the rim a little bit. Um, and he he's just looked really motivated since coming over there. Um, and and had a really really good offensive you know stretch here. And yeah, I don't know with with those two guys on the wing. Um, and you know Jonas, you know holding it down. You can dump it down to him. He can get some offensive rebounds here and there. Um, I I I just I I think the Pelicans can almost I, I wouldn't quite put it you know all, all the way level but i think they can almost match minnesota's shot making at the end of a game no, for so sure i think it's, so too it's going to be close i think it's going to be close yeah. uh still got to give the edge to minnesota because i think cat will kind of be the x factor um yeah. and you know if, if they do lose that initial game the the odds of him having you know two really bad games in a row i i i don't think are, are very high like i think he'll he'll really you know be able to to, to put his mark on on a game like this and uh I don't know. I, I'd give it to Minnesota, but it'd be close. Wouldn't would it, would, wouldn't put it past the Pelicans. Hey, if any team's going to miss the playoffs in a situation like this, yes, the exactly. <laughs> this is like uh, very on brand. Like I'm sure Timberwolves fans are like they're they're on they're on watch right now. They're yeah. not they're not feeling safe. I don't think. No, uh, I and I think that the ones that are are probably uh, they might be too too ignorant, too young to understand mm-hmm. that your your franchise is not known for playoff performances or necessarily no. even just playoff appearances. Uh, if you want to see a reference, check out the purple team from California. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's going to be crazy. Uh, the, the Pelicans, they're, they're going to make this, uh, this final bet look interesting here, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, bet mm-hmm. me the best man win. And, uh, well, let's, that, let's go Brandon Ingram. Let's see a 35 piece, man. I, I, I want to get in we'll there. See. Um, but now 
Jordan, to end off the podcast here, we are going to unveil our all NBA selections. This might give you a little bit of insight uh, to you know where we're going to be leaning when we uh, announce our uh, NBA awards uh, for Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Jordan, uh, would you like to give me your all NBA first team, and then I'll tell you which matches we've got, and then we'll go from first to discuss second, yeah. third, uh, and uh, to start it off, Jordan. Let me hear. Let me hear what you got for the guards, because again, this. I felt this, the the forwards actually were very easy for me to decide. I kind yeah. of played around with some of the positions. Um, okay, I also this is gonna be this is gonna be the the controversial uh, yeah. you know part of it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, okay, we're starting with the guards. Okay, uh, so I had one guy that I couldn't leave off, like was uh, a, a lock for me, um, just the way, especially he's been, that he's been playing the second half of the year. Uh, the second spot was hard, but my lock was Luca. Yep. Yep. I got him uh, um, over there as well. Like I, I just, you know, there's there's other guys, uh, you know, who we'll get to, who I think had better starts to the season. I think everyone can agree on that. Luca did not, you know, what didn't quite look like himself early on. The Mavericks weren't doing, you know, all that well. But you know, especially since you know, since the trade deadline, getting uh, Porzingis out of there, Luca has looked like, uh, you know, an MVP candidate and a mm-hmm. guy who uh, is very, very dangerous. And you know, that team in general, uh, very, very dangerous in the playoffs. So I had to give it to him. Yeah. Um, my second spot, I kind of, I, I don't know. This, this one was tough and I, yeah, it was a toss up for, yeah, I flip flop between a couple guys. Um, in the end, I think it's between two guys, uh, even though, you know, there, there's, there's a, there's a third guy kind of in the mix for me, but, um, I put Booker in this spot. Same here. There we go. Uh, We're two for I, two, baby. I, I just had to value winning, uh, yeah. and you know, give him that and credit. He's, again, second half turnaround. I mean, yeah. David Booker's been been hot as a pistol right now. So um, yeah, I think I think he's uh, the, I think they're the right picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and I I just like uh, I just want to say before we get into the all you know, the the position stuff and, and whatnot, like I'm so old school that I used to be kind of annoyed, like back in like 2012 or whatever when LeBron and KD would both get put on the first team, I'm like, you know, and this was back when, you know, no, neither of them were playing the four really at all. They, they, they were playing with two other big men. They were, they were small forwards sure, pretty, yeah. uh, pretty consistently, you know, for, for the entirety of a season. I'm like, those guys both play the same position. I, I think, you know, we, we got to throw a power forward in there. Like I, 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 I'm, I've kind of relaxed my, uh, the sure, way yeah. I think about it now, but even those type of kind of positional flexibility things, I, I really like when my, you know, uh, if I'm making an all NBA team, I have a clear point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward center. I, I know that's not how really how we do it anymore, but we'll get to kind of the positional flexibility. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll see how, how that plays out in each of our teams, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been pretty rigid uh, about it, but my, my, my small forward uh, who, again, I, I, really couldn't leave off um, when we're looking at sort of, especially the second half of the season. And again, sticking to kind of more traditional uh, positional roles. I have Tatum uh, yep. as, as my second four, my first four. Uh, I, I got, say. got him on my all NBA first as well. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Oh shit. I wonder what you've done here. Okay. My, my second forward's Giannis. Do you have Giannis? Yep. All right. Okay. So Matt, I just thought I'm you... not doing that stupid fucking okay, okay, Jokic and B thing. That's just bullshit that the NBA agree, wants to push so that they can say they both got All NBA first team. That's not they how only it works, play man. center. They only but, both like. But, okay, there's no so way. 
here's the thing and i 100 i didn't want to cut you off when you were talking about that because you were spitting truth i also <laughs> like it being you know a, a fixed you know almost point guard shooting guard small forward you know what some positions are a little bit more loaded so uh, yeah, yeah. again like I, i'm cool with you know having forwards and guards yeah. um but yeah. if we're going to include centers for all nba I don't get why we don't have that for the rookie team because the all rookie team can be any positions. Yeah. Um. And the, when they vote for the all star game, there's no center position. It's just forwards. Yep. So uh, why does the center position need to be isolated if we're not using it like just for all NBA? That makes no sense to me. Just yep. make it three forwards and two yep. guards. Honestly, I don't care. Like that. That's fine. And then if that was the case, then I would put him beat. But because they have a designated center spot, I'm not going to just go and be like, oh, well, because they're allowing me to say that he's a power forward. Like, yeah, when have when, literally I would love it if anyone listening can tell me when Joel Embiid plays power forward or when Jokic plays power forward. Never. When the fuck does that ever happen this year? Never. It would make no sense to put either one of them there. So, yeah, I, I don't have uh, I have them split up. Um, yeah. And I, I hope I think a lot of people from what I hear uh, in the media aren't voting as if uh, you like I don't I don't think they're going to take advantage of it. I think they're going to take one or the other. Yeah, I, I, I've I've seen more and more of that. Like I've heard some guys say, you know, we've got to put them both on first team. They deserve it. Whatever. Like that's the point of this. That's like that, that that's one of the big points of all NBA historically is you have two two players who play the same position who are very close, you know, statistically and, you know, resume wise and how they've performed. Well, it's the the history of the NBA. Go back to the freaking '60s. Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell, uh, for all NBA teams, they were both only qualified, you know, as centers, and you had to pick one or the other in any given year. And that's back when just the, the big way man roamed the earth. Yeah, exactly. That's that's just the way it goes. That's the way it is. Uh, you know, especially for centers, since there's only ever you know there, there's one spot that you can you know get on the team. Um, it's always been kind of tough and controversial, but. I'm I'm all for just keeping it as one. You can't lie and say somebody's a power forward that yeah, never plays yeah. a power forward. Um, so okay, we're in agreement about that one. So so we're four for four for for this one. I have a feeling we're gonna have sort of flipped uh, opinion on this one. I went with Jokic. Did you go with Embiid? I took the Joker. I went. Jokic. Oh whoa! We're wow, five for five. Wow. A complete wow. a complete match. Bingo! Incredible. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I I I went Jokic as well. Um, yeah, I think you know, uh, and we we kind of glossed over because we were just crazy that we we had matched all those. Um, I think Giannis is a clear clear. Easy yeah, Giannis, pick. you don't uh, even know uh, to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and then of course Tatum. Even then, like I, I think he was a pretty like the, like it was. I thought the first team honestly, uh, the guards were hard forwards and center i the center yeah, obviously I, was, I had to kind of you know i went back and forth and you know I, i'm a big Embiid guy and people know that um but i i think that you know what Jokic did this season is uh is pretty impressive uh yeah. i mean he, he he broke records uh he was playing at an all-time great level uh with you know if, if aaron gordon is your second best player and your team yeah. is uh you know in the top six in your conference that's pretty impressive i'll get I, yeah. like i'll get to give you that um and, and you know we'll, we'll get to you know, his MVP candidacy uh you know on Wednesday yeah. um but I I have I have Jokic right now ranked above a bead and uh I, but it was it was it was like it was, close, it, was, yeah. it was paper thin I mean yeah. it was it could have went either way uh you know in in, in reality Embiid ends up getting the, the the first team and then Jokic drops the second uh yeah. you know I'm I'm not mad about that either both guys are are really deserving um but uh, in in this case you know I just thought you know. Jokic did a little bit more all around this season, uh, but it, it was it's very close. They're very different yeah. players, so it's kind of you know apples yeah. and oranges uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I'm not mad at anyone who puts Embiid over Jokic. I think it's uh, pretty close to a toss up. I I just go with yeah. In 
looking at them, uh, you know, and I've always felt this way about their skill sets. I just think Jokic's playmaking um, ha- has just been so far and away better than Embiid's. And Jokic this season has just closed the gap with Embiid in every other skill. Like sure, defensively, yeah. Jokic has made a huge improvement, especially if you look at, you know, if you value advanced stats, uh, he's actually, you know, kind of reads as a pretty, you know, above average defender, um, even though, you know, he's still got his limitations. Which uh, that's scoring, why I don't trust those fucking stats. Uh, you I actually know. just go watch Jokic play. He's not a, he's not a defensive he's, he's definitely thing. got, you, you can tell that he's, he's gotten better. better but he's gotten it, better, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, when you look at, like, even the scoring and rebounding numbers, like, you you kind of instinctively, I think it's easier to think of Embiid as a better scorer and rebounder. And uh, But Jokic, Jokic's rebounding t- uh, uh, sort of numbers are, are actually better than Embiid's this year. And scoring-wise, they're they're pretty close. Embiid's obviously the better scorer, but Jokic, like, you, you look over, you know, every... It's fun to look at the box scores every night and see, oh, you know, Embiid had 40 and... and 12 or whatever but Jokic on those same nights will have like 38 and you know 15 like it scoring yep. wise he's, he's just kind of really slowly closed the gap uh you know and I think that's a uh sort of a, a reason for that this year is because he's not had his other two scoring wings he's had to have, take on more of that load but I I just think he's had an incredible season uh a historic yeah. season and uh yeah I, I it's a toss-up but but that's why I go with Jokic just the sort of body of work um you know, the, the very different things he can do on the court and how important he is to that team. So, yeah. Uh, but again, not mad if you picked Embiid. Um, and uh, so, yeah, okay, wow, five for five. That's I'm surprised. I, I did not see that one coming. So I'm assuming that we also have Embiid then for yeah. the center on the second All-NBA. Okay, sp- uh, perfect there. So, yeah, then then, then we've got the uh, – then I got – you know, this, again, the, the, the guards were still a little bit – a toss-up even yeah. some of the forward spots like I, the forwards who i picked i was happy with but i did have trouble you know locking them into a spot yeah um, same. for me for the me, guards yeah for me the guards on this team were pretty easy the two yeah i i think that yeah it was it was tough and i'm, I'm curious to see you know who you had but it's like the, the toss-up but um one of the the guys on my own a second team for the guards uh john morant uh, yeah and that's who and i he, almost put first okay yeah and that's that's as well for me Overbooker. Uh, yeah, yeah, as well, same for me. But I went, you know, I I went with uh, Booker over Jaw purely because of you know just the games played. Uh, yeah. I think he played eleven more games, ten more games, something like that, uh, than Jaw. And Jaw did. He's missed a lot of time this year. Like hell, I, I I've said this before on the podcast. Like I would have kept him in my in my MVP talks. Yeah. Uh, had he been a little bit healthier this year, but I mean, you missed thirty games. Uh, you know, I think I think All NBA second team is uh, still a great honor for Jaw. Yeah. Uh, you know, very uh, early on in his career uh already playing oh, yeah. at such a high level uh so i think that you know that, that's a safe place to put him uh and the next one in the backcourt uh i've got steph curry um, yeah me too i think i think that's gotta you gotta have him in there uh yeah. you know such a, a great season all around again he obviously went down and he cooled off after that yeah. um but but i mean regardless i mean cooling off for steph curry is still you know averaging like 20 and 8 um yeah. so it's not uh not not like he was uh he was playing horribly um uh, I've got Kevin Durant as the my first forward yep. on the All NBA second team. Uh, yep. Again, same thing. Too. Like I probably would have had him at number one had uh, yep. that, that had he not gone down. Um, but you know he missed quite a, quite a bit of time. So you know I think second team is fair. Yep. The Agreed. last guy that I've got. Last guy's maybe, tough. Maybe maybe I'm crazy. Maybe people are gonna call me out for this one. 
just like with my all NBA uh, or my all my all star selections. But I got Pascal Spicy oh, Pisiak, the all NBA second team. I I, wow. I think he deserves it, man. I do think he deserves it. He's been wow. incredible. Uh, first Raptor to average twenty five five or over twenty five five and five. I mean he. He was a, he was a beast this year. This. I'm not mad he at really this. carried. Um, I I think that he deserves. It. I mean, if he doesn't, I don't know if he'll get the second nod, the second team nod. But he, I think he deserves to be All NBA. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to where I have him. I don't have him on my second team, but okay, I'm not mad at it. Our first difference. Our first difference. Yeah, this is yeah. Otherwise, it, it was chalk. We were, we were pretty united um, until now. But my my guy that I've got in that spot, uh, former Raptor Demar Derozan. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think, I just think. You know, especially the way he was playing early on, um, and, you know, when the Bulls were really uh, having a successful season, uh, you know, standings wise, and people yeah. were saying, you know, he needs to be in the MVP conversation. He, the Bulls drop off have not been because of him, you know, since no, then. No. Like, uh, he, he's continued to play incredibly well, really kept them afloat. Like, if we think of all the other things that the Bulls have had to deal with, you know, with injuries and, you know, circumstances and whatever, if they didn't have DeMar DeRozan, they, they, I don't, God knows whether they'd be, they, they'd be in the play-in tournament or, yeah, or maybe yeah. fucking miss it altogether. Like he's been, I, I just think he's been so important for them start to finish. Um, and I, I just, uh, the bulls have really cooled off. So, you know, the, the sort of hype train around DeMar has cooled off at the same time, but I, I don't think any of this has been his fault. I think he's been solid start to finish. So I, I, I had to give him the nod, but I'm not mad at Pascal. Um, I've got him on my third team. So Cool, okay. um, I, I definitely think he, he does deserve to be all NBA, but I, I just, I, I gave DeMar to the nod uh, just, you know, be, because of the kind of resurgence that he's had and how important he he's been to that team and, and how well he was playing earlier on, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, like I said, not mad at the Pascal pick at all. He, he deserves so, to be all NBA. So here's the thing. So, and we talked about positional uh you know slots here and I, I i couldn't find them at least when i was making my team i was trying to see if i could get like the official all nba where they were going to be slotted in yeah you remember demar Derozan was selected as an all-star as a guard yes he was he's so, he's eligible both at guard and forward i'm pretty sure because uh, i've 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 heard some other people make their 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 teams their selections yeah if i'm wrong about that then uh you know I'll, and that's the DeMar- thing i I Tomorrow think I won't make my yeah. team, but but yeah. I I I assumed, and I'm pretty sure because I've heard it that he's eligible at forward. But you know, let me know if if that's not the case. Uh, because, well, so, you know, I'll, so I'll here's the thing: the position. I've got DeRozan in my All Star uh, or my All NBA team, but I got him as a guard on as the a third guard. team. I got gotcha. him in as a guard. Um, I, again, yeah, I totally agree. I think that he he had a a really resurgent uh, year. Uh, I, yeah. I, he was never bad in San Antonio. I also want to get that narrative out of the way. That's true. He, he was still good. He just played for a small market team that wasn't really that exciting to watch because they nobody really like. There was no feel to it. It was just the team like the post Kawhi team. That was really yeah. all it was. Um, it was just they were kind of trying to feel themselves out. So uh, yeah, it's not like this DeRozan is just coming out of nowhere. I mean, if you actually been watching him play for you know uh, whether he was on the Raptors or the Spurs, you know that he was capable of doing. Something like this. I don't know if I thought he'd be able to, like, you know, get in the MVP conversation, but yeah. you know, uh, I, 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 we, we, I think everybody should have known that you know he, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a top tier player. Um, and, and yeah, I think he did enough this year to, to get that, uh, that guard spot. My last guard spot that I gave out was uh, to your boy Chris Paul. Uh, wow. That's my last uh, All NBA third team uh, guard spot. So, is, uh, Chris so that's Paul. Paul and DeRozan for your third team yep. for guards. Okay, yep. I love it. I love it. I didn't even. My my guards for for third team since I had Demar as my forward, uh, I went with Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell. 
Um, really? Donovan? I, I, I had him at one point, but I'm like, honestly, sorry, Emo Don. I mean, I got to take you <laughs> out of here. Yeah, well, the thing is, and, and you know, spoilers alert, my my uh, third team center is Cat. Okay, yeah, I got him as well. So, you know, I, I kind of went, I, I considered Rudy for that spot. You know, for the last few years, uh, he's kind of been that penciled in third team center. But since I didn't go with Rudy Gobert, I, I was looking around, you know, at other guys, but like, we say what you will about Utah, they're still a good winning playoff team, like securely mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And if I'm not going to, you know, put put Rudy on that team at all, like Donovan Mitchell still statistically is having a, a, a hell of a year. Like, oh, he's, yeah, he's, a beast. he's up there, you know, around 27 points per game, five or so assists and, you know, close to five rebounds. Like, I, I just I couldn't justify anyone else over him even though i wasn't that hot on you know putting donovan mitchell on my my all nba team in general like i didn't i didn't think he you know had any sort of stellar or standout season especially with how utah has been playing but i just couldn't go with anyone else over him and same with with trey young like i I obviously considered chris paul i want to get my guy on on those teams as as much as possible i think uh for for me it was a toss-up he would have been my my next guy up uh if i you know wanted to put him over either of those guys but same justification I had for Trey Young, uh, you know, when I put him on my all-star team as a starter, he's just having, uh, you know, when it comes to scoring and assisting the ball, he's having uh, an insane season, like uh, basically mm-hmm. 28 and 10 um, on, you know, really, really efficient shooting um, for the, for the amount that, you know, the amount of shots that he puts up and as much as, you know, the Hawks have been disappointing and, you know, Trey Young's been, been kind of, especially later in the year, got back to his old kind of annoying ways, trying to draw, draw fouls and, and yeah. do stupid shit. Um, I just think st- statistically, uh, I, I just couldn't justify anyone else over him. Because, uh, you know, when you look at Chris Paul, he's only averaging 15 points per game. Um, and, you know, he's uh, I, I value, you know, what he does as much as anyone. But, you know, for, for all NBA, you know, statistical output, you know, a lot of it does go into it. And uh, I, I just had to give those guys, uh, you know, the respect. Both guys, but, respectively. But Chris Paul with, leads the league in assists. He does. I know. I know. And uh, you know that was that was a big, uh, you know, sticking point. And and sort his of a, team, well over sixty wins. I know. He's a great I defender. I I, I oh, believe Trey me. Young is a shortlist man. I didn't even make him an all star. So I think you kind of figured you knew I wasn't going to put him as an all NBA guy. I uh, did. No, but believe me, I, I I get the argument. You know, Chris Paul has been my fa- my my guy, my favorite player for years. I just. I, I don't know. I I I, I want to give these guys, you know, something. They they both had very, you know, sure, yeah. sort of disappointing years, and the the teams around them uh, have have really sort of fallen short of expectation. Like the guys, you know, around them on their team. I I just think they they deserve some credit for for the statistical seasons they've been having. But yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna refute any Chris Paul argument because you know he he's my guy, and I totally understand the importance that that he has on on, on the team like the Suns. So yeah, uh, not mad at that for sure. Yeah, I think that for me, yeah, I had I had to have him on there. Uh, I, I if I could have uh, like if DeAndre Ayton played a little bit better, maybe I'd even try to to yeah. convince myself to get Why him not? in there as well. Um, but I think Chris Paul for me, you know, just he was the the engine behind you know the Phoenix yeah. Suns, and I think if you're the best team in the league by far throughout the year, yeah, you know, he 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 deserves to be on there. Um, yeah. but but obviously, you know, I understand the statistical uh you know output that Trey Young put up was uh was insane. So uh you know no yeah. no no sweat. Um, forwards, this is so where I, the, so we already know I got Siakam. Uh, oh, I don't know your wonky. two forwards, do I? Yeah, well, who do okay. who do you have for the last guy? Who's your last? I want to save it. I want to save it. Tell you me your say, okay. Well, at so, least give me one of your guys. Sure. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this one, and I actually could I had totally forgotten. I had made my list, and I went, oh shit. Uh, and I was like, I 
guess I got to put him on here. I got the king. I got LeBron James, all NBA. No, that's 13. my last guy. That's my last guy. That's my last guy. <sighs> yeah. I, I, okay. And so I don't have this. That's, that's your last forward. I had Draymond Green in. At, Whoa. In, at, <laughs> I had Draymond Green like in. That. And then I was, and then I went, no. I, I went, you know what? If we're going to really, like, I got to put LeBron over him. I mean, he almost led the league in scoring. Wait, 30 but who's your second? Who's your second uh, forward? Jimmy Butler. Oh, you got Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got Jimmy Butler. Um, I think, uh, you know, and I'll start with LeBron. Obviously, yeah. what a fucking flame out year. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm not talking about them. I said I wasn't going to talk about them anymore. Um, but Le- LeBron was still the king. He was still a beast oh, like this year. Like incredible. he was still obviously in the clutch. You know, he had the, those air balls that he was throwing up. Though that's not really a great look. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, if we're talking about Trey Young's statistical, uh, you know, performance, LeBron James playing yeah. some of the oh, yeah. the best statistical basketball of his career. Yeah um and, and you know again without him who where would that lakers team have been uh i don't like even he, want to he, think about it that would have been yeah. the, la- the worst team in the league yeah he he Literally. really kept them afloat um and, and i think you know i i gotta show some respects to him you know even though usually i like to reserve my all nba spots for for winning teams uh yeah. I, I think that he's like one of the lone exceptions that I, that i could make uh and i feel good about that one um yeah. you know getting lebron in there and, and i mean it's lebron i think that the, the yeah. voters will likely just put him in there i think putting sashing him on the third team is a good spot for the yeah. i think yeah um and then uh, i i got jimmy butler again it, the heat are the best team in the east and they don't have, yeah. like i they have to have one i know like, that's kind of how i felt but then i it was it came down to siakam and jimmy butler for me and i was like ah yeah i i, I went back legitimately think uh you know siakam's gotta gotta take the spot but uh, honestly in a weird way that is should be kind of like a compliment to the heat the fact that they've been that good without in my mind a single all nba player that just sure, yeah. shows how you know cohesive they've been but i totally get the argument that they need one guy and if they you know i i jimmy butler was my first guy out for sure yeah, for those yeah. forwards uh because he's, he's had a really good season as well and who knows if kyle lowry had played a little bit longer uh i considered season, him. Did miss some time, I considered him. throw him in the guard and then i would have moved rosen over butler to be honest yeah 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 but uh no for sure I, I, I was able to play around with the the teams a little bit there. I'm pretty happy, you know, with, with the selections. You know, we, we we weren't off by too much. Uh, no, I think, but what two spots overall? The whole thing, two or three spots, yeah. two three yeah, players, two or three. something like that. Um, so I I think that that's a good group. Um, we 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 want to hear though what, what you guys have for your All NBA selections. Uh, if you think yeah. we got someone too high, too low, uh, who do we snub? Uh, you know, is there, what, what do you take into account the most? Reach out to us at Big Dog Ball Talk. We want to hear your opinions. You want to hear your thoughts. Um, and, uh, you know, get at us. Uh, we're also going to have a lot more content coming up soon. As we always tell you, YouTube, uh, that's going to be officially for, you know, fuck it. I'm going to announce it. I'm going to say we're ready to go Friday. I'm putting the, I'm putting it on there for this Friday. Uh, All right. Our first Let's episode go. going up on Alex, YouTube. Alex, you got work to do, man. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Alex, you ever done video editing? Uh, we, we're going to see how we're going to put you to the test. Um, but, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening to big dog ball talk again, get at us at big dog ball talk. Keep downloading us, recommending us to your friends, family, whoever, uh, in the basketball community that, you know, you think you would uh, be liking rocking with the big dogs. Uh, yep. uh we, we hope you still have been, uh, and, and of course, we're you back know, at uh, you on Wednesday, baby. We got a yep. special app coming. It's been, it's been a, while. a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Usually we like to get you guys once a month. So, uh, you know, our, our apologies on that, but, uh, we're, we're, we're going to have a blast there revealing who we have taking home the MVP, uh we, you know, and it's, it's big be dog crazy. of the year award matt we yep. got big dog of the year uh that's mm-hmm. gonna be a very very controversial uh you know well we're gonna have to think long and hard about that one because that yeah. that yeah. that affects these guys bottom lines the huge uh-huh. bonuses in their contract if they get huge. big dog of the year extra, hall of like, fame resumes or, or make her make her break oh, yeah. on this one uh yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
But uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my good friend Jordan always says, Matt, when you 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 said at some point, you know, it's apples and oranges today, it got mm-hmm. me thinking. What do you like better, apples and oranges? I, I they're they're different fruit. I know that's the mm. point of the saying, but if you had to pick one, if they were both centers and only one could make the first mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. who have you got? Um, all NBA are all all fruits to all eat. Fruit. I'm going apple, but all wow. fruits to drink. I'm going hey, orange Matt, juice. We're 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 on the same wavelength today. Come that's on, exactly man. How I, I feel. I and I don't need, and orange juice is so good. I don't give a fuck if it's pulp, no pulp. I don't care. <laughs> Whoa, man. Just okay. throw it down. I don't care. Wow. I love I, I love myself. Get that vitamin C in you. You won't get scurvy. Uh, you know You're that, right. that could always come back. Uh, it could be the next COVID. We don't know. Um, <laughs> scurvy. If we, we want to all scurvy start. So, well, when the when the ice caps melt and we're all floating around, we're all gonna be. It's gonna be pirate times again. So uh, oh, yeah. it's gonna make a comeback. Scurvy's yeah. on the on the on the come up. So everyone you, get ready for that. Start start you, drinking your OJ now. You'd make a pretty good pirate, Matt. Uh, I think so. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, I, I think the juice would be loose when I'm on the seven seas. <laughs> Watch out for Matt. Wow. <laughs>